Hi, this is Erin with Girls and Guns, and we are here with Devin today. Hi, I'm happy to be here, excited to be here. It's going to be fun. And we are actually recording in her home in New Hampshire. And it looks like it might be turning back to snow outside. It's been freezing rain, sleet, snow, a mixture of everything for the last few hours, but that's February in New Hampshire. And we're going to go sledding today. If it kills me. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're at least going to build a, a build a snowman. Something. Okay. So we want to hear Devin's story about her journey into the gun world. And she is, um, am I allowed to say how old you are? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Go ahead. You say how old you are. I'm 31. Uh, and my story started kind of in my early 20s, but it was kind of a roundabout way uh, because I had an incident in New York City where it started out as just, I guess I'll, I guess I'll just tell the New York story. Well, before uh, you tell the New York story, did you have any experience with guns before that? Not really. I'd grown up uh, in our house. My dad, you know, hunted and did different things, but I didn't shoot until probably around 20 and I just tried like a shotgun uh, and I really didn't have any interest whatsoever. It was just like, okay, cool. And that was really it. Um, Until yeah. you went to New York City. Until I went to New York City and yeah. Okay. So uh, let's start there. Okay. So uh, I was down there just helping our church with the food pantry and uh, we had had some time, some free time to go walk in Times Square. So it was, you know, probably... 10, 11 o'clock at night, which Times Square never sleeps. So, you know, we're always out and about. So we were walking through and I had two guys come up on either side of me, pick me up, spin me around and take my pocket knife uh, out of my pocket. And in Is this that, in your front pocket or your back pocket? My front pocket. And fortunately, the guys I was with uh, jumped right on top of them and, you know, stopped whatever was going on. And it ended up that they pulled their badges and they were undercover cops. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not and, what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> and they um, they were allowed to stop and frisk whoever they wanted to at any point. Uh, and so they, I was just someone apparently that they wanted to stop. And in that moment. Because Devin looks so scary and so intimidating. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, I'm like 5'5". Five, five, and somewhere around like 125 pounds. So I'm not really... Intimidating. At least I don't think so. She's not scary looking at all. <laughs> um, and so they were allowed to stop and frisk at any point. And in that moment, I thought I knew what I was going to do. I thought I was going to make noise, that I was going to fight, do all the stuff that, you know, you talk about with your dad growing up, all the stuff that you're going to do. And it didn't happen. They picked me right up off the ground. I couldn't kick. I couldn't punch. I couldn't do anything. And so... Did you scream? No. It was so fast. I didn't even make a noise. Like, it was... It just caught me so unawares and the guys hopped on immediately to stop it type of thing so i came home after that and i was like okay we need to find a self-defense place well wait why was why was it a problem that you had a knife uh because in new york city they only allow certain types of pocket knives um and at the time it was a certain length and they couldn't like flip open and different things mine was perfectly legal they just wanted me to carry it in my purse instead of on my pocket because they said if they could take it out anybody else could take it out Okay. So instead of just telling you that, they decided to tackle you and take it. Right. To, to show me that it could happen. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> um, so, 
yeah, I came home and I was like, okay, I need to do something with self-defense. And I really wasn't thinking guns at the time. So I found a place to, so I really didn't know, uh, what I wanted to do with gun side, that really wasn't a side of it that I was looking at. It was just look, do something with self-defense. So I kept looking, really wasn't finding anything. I wanted something that was street fighting, not a specific martial art thing. And I ended up in my search, finding a place that did just um, a women's self-defense program. So I was kind of looking at that. And at the same time, my dad brought up the whole, why don't you just learn to shoot some of the guns in the house? Like you don't need to think about carrying them, but just like try. And so we went out and started shooting one day just tried some of his 22s and i had a blast but i had so many questions what about this well what about this how does this work you know and what if i need to do this and dad was like we need to take just a basic pistol class and so we found this place that i had actually been looking at going for self-defense i ended up running um pistol classes as well so i was like dad will you come you know i'm not really sure if i want to go by myself I'm not familiar with this this feels like a guy's world and i want to go do it you know but i want you to come and so he's like sure so he came he absolutely loved it I loved it. It's so tell me about the class. Did how many people roughly males, females? Um, <clears throat> I don't remember. Was your instructor a male? My instructor was a male and all of the other instructors were males as well. Um, and I would say in the class, there might've been say 15 of us. There might've been another female in the class. But you don't. But I don't remember. There wasn't a whole lot of interaction, if if there was. And it was an eight-hour class, a basic pistol, and we went over all of your fundamentals and your basics, um, how the gun works, what the difference between your semi-automatic and your revolver, and stance grip sights. It was a ton of information. It kind of felt like drinking out of a fire hose, but it was yeah. fantastic. He was a great instructor. And that makes a big difference, I yeah. think. I had a really great instructor my very first experience too so i think having who you <clears throat> who teaches you how to shoot that first experience lays the groundwork yeah for what you're gonna how you're gonna feel about it yeah i would totally agree he was very dynamic energetic got us involved had us standing up you know and trying different things and feeling just how important say like you're in your stance you know how important it is to to have your weight placed in a very specific way and he wanted us to feel what was wrong what was right well let's try it this way because we're all different sizes you know my dad is over six feet um is over 200 like he's he's a much bigger guy um so to just try these different things and, and figure out what works for your body and, and how to use your body structure to, to shoot and do these different things is really cool. So you started off, what were you like 20 ish? Right? At that point, it took a couple years before I got into okay. it. So it was probably 22 at that point. Yeah. Okay. So 22, she <clears throat> took her first basic pistol firearms class and was just jump forward. And right now, tell us what you're doing. Right now, <laughs> right now I just started uh, my own firearms business, Black Dog Firearms Training, and I'm teaching <clears throat> privates right now, but I'm opening up the business to start running classes, and I'm working for Renaissance Firearms uh, in Barrington, New Hampshire, and teaching their classes, <laughs> and I compete on a regular basis now uh, in USPSA and in Steel Challenge, and I'm traveling the country working the matches as a RO or a range officer or a chief range officer, and uh I'm competing in all of them I can. I even jumped in and became a match director for a couple matches. Like, I have transitioned so much faster and jumped in and just run with it once I got in. It's just been so addictive and I love it. Yep. So I would, it would it be safe to say that you are a 
a gun junkie? <laughs> <laughs> Competition <laughs> junkie? It's funny. I think if so many people, especially the guys that I know, are what I would call gun junkies in that they are so into all of the different types of guns and how everything works and, and then they want to do all these different things to their guns. I love shooting. If I find a gun that I love, that's what I'm going to shoot. And if I find another one that I really love, then I'll start shooting that. But yes, I may have quite a few guns at this point, but I'm not so much into the, all the gear and, and all of these different guns. Like I find the ones I love and I love the shooting side of it and the competition and the practice. And yeah, so what is that. it that you like so much about it? Is it the, are you a very competitive person or is, is it a combination <laughs> of like the, for me, I like the adrenaline yeah. rush. I am kind of competitive, but for everybody who knows that me, I'm, I, I'm not doing it to win. Uh-huh because I'm really slow. Everybody knows I'm really slow, but I like to do it just because it's fun. And I like the camaraderie and hanging out doors. And, yeah. But I know some people are, and you are. I'm very competitive. She's very competitive. <laughs> I feel like the cool thing with the competition is that you're, even though you're competing against other people, you're competing against yourself because everyone is coming in at different levels. They're using different guns, like all these different things play into it. So even though, yes, I'm competing against everybody at the match, I'm truly competing against myself and to see where I've come along in my own shooting over the years. Um, so it makes a big difference how you look at it. I know some people get so frustrated, like they want to win, they want to do all this. And it's like, no, we're all at different levels and we have to learn so many different aspects of this. I'm very competitive. So yes, I want to do really well and I'd love to win. And she wants to win. <laughs> but <laughs> someday she will. <laughs> That's the goal at some point. But I also recognize that where I'm at, I may not win the whole match, but the, the division that I'm in or the class that I'm in, my goal is to win that, you know, or at least come close to the top and see, okay, these people that have been doing it for this long and where are they at? What me being able to see where they're at and what their skill sets are, where am I measuring up? against them, where's my skill sets from last year to this year type of thing. So that side of it is where, especially the competition comes in for me. Now you did mention that when I said something about, would you consider yourself a gun junkie? And you immediately went to, well, the guys that I know <laughs> with guns. So it is a male dominated <clears throat> industry, but it has come a long way. And um, I think there's definitely a lot more women. So this, I, I think this podcast will be primarily women listening to us for the most part. So mm -hmm. what would you say to those women that are just starting out? You know, maybe they've gotten their gun and they've taken their basic pistol classes. Like, I think to them, they're going to think to it's such a huge reach to get from beginner mm -hmm. to going out and doing these competitions like you're talking about. Yeah. But I mean, this only happened within the last... This is my fourth season shooting, or I'm going into my fourth season shooting USPSA, and this will be my sixth year shooting Steel Challenge. Um, so, but, but really getting into the competition was, was the USPSA. Like, so it's been the this is going into my fourth year. But as a beginner shooter, these women that are like, oh, that's cool, but I'll never be able to do that. What do you say to that? I would say don't think that way at all. Don't think that way at all. Yes, it does feel intimidating. I'm not going to lie and say that I didn't have any nerves. It was really hard at the beginning for me to jump in because it was a lot of guys. 
but I did have a girlfriend that was interested. Same as me, you know, the two of us could just, we'd both been doing a lot of the self-defense type of training. And so the two of us were just like, you know what, let's go try it. Let's just go to a practice. It wasn't even a full match. It was just a practice and we're just going to go. And the guys there were so welcoming, so encouraging. We're super excited to see us, wanted us to get involved. And they were literally like, what can we do to make this more comfortable? What can we do to make it? I definitely think that what Devin is describing right now is a very common experience all to, you know, all around the country, different ranges. I think the women will feel welcomed when they Mm -hmm. come in. They are for the most part, I mean, there's always exceptions to the rule. There's a few fuddy duddies, you know, men's boys clubs that don't want the women, but for in general. So I don't think, um, don't, don't be intimidated women get out there and just, just do it. Just go. Even if you don't have anybody to go with you, or even if you have a friend that doesn't shoot, but they can come, come along <laughs> as your sidekick yes. and, and can, just watch. Yeah. It can be your ammo fairies and ammo wenches and load your mags for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I would totally agree. And there are quite a few women in the sport. There are some phenomenal women shooters in the sport. Um, that they, they just, they've jumped in and got involved and done it. And there's several in my area that I've trained with that I've done stuff with and they're great shooters. And I mean, we might go to a match and out of 60 shooters, there might be five to 10 women. So yes, we're in the minority, but we all have a blast together. We shoot together. It's great. But even if we're not like, it's just fun. You, you, the camaraderie is what pulls you into it. Absolutely. And that's exactly me and Devin's story, how we met. Mm -hmm. We only met last July. So less than a year ago, we both volunteered to be staff at the six hour EDC match, which is everyday carry match. It was their first one. So nobody kind of really knew what to expect. Right. I didn't know anybody else. I didn't, Oh, I didn't know I was going to know anybody else there. I knew the one guy who, works for SIG who asked me if I'd be interested in coming up to photograph the match. And I was like, absolutely. So as staff, they room you and I got assigned a roommate and my roommate was this young (laughs) girl who I had no clue who she was. And I'm like, Oh, this is, she's going to be out late. She's going to keep me up. I'm going to be, you know, it's going to be annoying. And she did get in late the first night. (laughs) That's right. The first night I did. (laughs) But um, I was still awake. And so we started talking and, and, you know, you meet somebody and you just, you just know, and we clicked. And so we have seen each other a few times, even though she's in New Hampshire and I'm in Pennsylvania, we've gotten together. So the relationships, Mm -hmm. that's where I was going with this whole story the relationships that, and the amazing people that I have met through this, not just the competition world, but in the whole shooting industry, the two way community yeah, Yeah. is really awesome. So I think that's one of the things that I really love about it. It's almost like a a whole new world. Yeah. I I almost feel like to some degree it's another family. Yeah. It, yes, I love the competition. Yes. I love all that I'm learning, but it's the people in it that have kept me in it. And the reason we got started in it was defense, mm-hmm. <clears throat> self-defense. Yep. And sure, is there a lot of stuff that I do in competition that won't apply to self-defense? Yeah, yeah, we absolutely know that. But I'm a much better shooter than I ever used to be. So there's a lot of skills that I have honed in on and cultivated that are now that I'll be able to use better as a defensive shooter. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Devin, I think, oh no, what happened to the snow? <laughs> now there's nothing. It's just gray outside. <laughs> okay. Well, Devin, thanks for joining us today and telling us your story. Thank you for having me. It's awesome to be here. And we are going to go outside and make a snowman. Sounds like a plan. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll um, see you next time. Bye.